This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, East Texas, and welcome to In Focus. This week's guest is Karen Holt. She's with the American Red Cross. If you have any comments on this show or any other show on In Focus, please drop us an email at ktbb.com slash infocus. Karen, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. I'm glad we got some changing weather here. Absolutely. It's refreshing to have some rain. So tell me, or tell all our audience, what what you do with the Red Cross. Sure. So I'm the executive director of the East Texas chapter. So we have pretty much all of East Texas. Um, As probably most of your viewers know, the American Red Cross is a humanitarian nonprofit organization. It's the largest and the oldest Um, organization in the United States and we are here to alleviate human suffering Um, our core mission um, of the organization again is humanitarian efforts during crisis and disaster so is there also like a full-time local presence in East Texas, or is it just when an emergency happens? No, it is 24-7, the American Red Cross, East Texas chapter. Um, we are constantly preparing, responding, and recovering, um, and and many other programs. Um, you know, the American Red Cross here locally, um, we host blood drives. Um, we do preparedness programs um, all week long we offer cpr first aid training on a weekly basis Um, we do so much every single day right here in the community what is your biggest need our biggest need two things probably like any other nonprofit our volunteers Um, our our organization operates um, solely um, well 90 percent um, of the workforce with the American Red Cross are done by volunteers. So we always have a need for volunteers. And then we also have a huge need for local donations. Um, our local East Texas chapter, we heavily rely on the community support. I think one misconception about the American Red Cross is that we are supported by the federal government, and that is completely false. Um, the American Red Cross for over 140 years have solely relied on the local uh, generous hearts of the community. And so our East Texas chapter, um, we rely on local donations. Um, and, you know, we, we average between 350 to 400 disasters in a year. And we provide um, direct financial assistance um, during disaster um, to, to the community that suffers that. And you know, over the course of the last few years, I mean, we all know we live in this community. We've seen increase in disaster as well as the severity of disaster. And so that costs money. Um, And so we've seen our numbers increase. Um, And so I would say, you know, funding and volunteers. How do I volunteer and where do I send funds to? Absolutely. So to volunteer with the American Red Cross, you can go to redcross.org and click on the volunteer link and sign up that way. Um, You will be directed back to our local office um, once you go through the screening process, which is minimal. Um, One good thing about the American Red Cross is we have so many different programs. And so you can volunteer as little or as much as you would like. 
If you want to donate to the American Red Cross, you can always um, give our local office a call. Um, our number um, is 903-581-7981, or you can stop by and see us at 320 East Rock Road. 320 East Rock Road. Where is Correct. that? That's over by the park. It's over by... Um, Birdfield? Uh-huh. It's over... No, no, no. Oh. It's over um, by... Uh, Lindsay Park? <laughs> Faulkner Park? It's the walking trail on Rock Road. I don't know. Oh, that's Lindsay Park. That's Lindsay Park. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not. No, it's not. You're right. And I don't know the name it's of it. It's by Health and it. Human Services. Yes. We're right off of Broadway in okay. Rock Road. You can't miss it. It's a big white building. Um, we have all of the disaster uh, services vehicles out front. But it's right next to the walking trail, whatever walking trail that is. I should know that. <laughs> if you, um, for the for the Red Cross to, to show up or to get... Um, put in motion how, how long does that take when a disaster happens and what take me through the process like if 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 a hurricane uh hit mobile alabama what would be the process okay so when i talk about 24 7 a huge part of the red cross and what we do nationally but as well as locally we are always prepared so when i say prepared we have um, warehouses here in tyler and throughout east texas that house um, hundreds of cots um, MREs, supplies to open up a shelter. We are always ready and stocked and ready to mobilize. And so at a moment's notice, let's say something does happen in the Gulf. Um, we're working on that days before. So if we see that there is a hurricane coming um, and it's going to hit you know, the Gulf Coast. Um, we, days before, are mobilizing supplies because we are a sheltering hub um, here locally. So we would be prepared way in advance. If you're talking about a local disaster, um, let's say we had we had something happen and we had to open up a local shelter, we can sometimes do, we'll do that. That'll be up and ready to go in two hours or less. Now, if it is a home fire, which we have every 24 hours, um, a local home fire, typically um, the fire department or emergency management contact us. It goes through our dispatch system and we're out in two hours or less. A lot of times we are we show up um, before the fire is ever put out and we're there to assist that family. Um, really in disaster, I would say we are the triage. And so we're gonna show up and we're gonna provide you with immediate assistance um, to help you with shelter, clothing, um, medications maybe you have lost in the fire, dentures, eyeglasses. We're gonna ensure that you get your immediate needs just as quick as possible. But it's also more than that. All of our volunteers are wonderful. You know, they, they help beyond that. Um, they are there in the time of crisis. Um, but we also do the recovery piece. So, you know, when you lose everything that you have, we're not going to only ensure that you are safe and sound for that immediate moment for the next couple of days, but we're going to walk through with you that recovery phase, um, whether it be replacing lost documents. You know, we, we want to be there mentally as well as financially to help you. That has to give people an ease when they find that out I, sure b because it, it, it sometimes that's the hardest part I, mm -hmm. I had a house fire and and putting things together after the fact is much more difficult than getting through the 
the 24 hours of when your house burns down. Oh, sure. And your mental state. I mean, when you lose everything that you own, and you may have insurance, you'd be surprised at the number of people that do not have homeowner's insurance. It's a, it's a staggering number. Um, and so you would be surprised um older individuals who their home is paid for and they just can't afford homeowners insurance and so when they lose everything they truly lose everything and so you are in crisis mode and so we come in and we really try to help you initially um but also figure out that after um what what after looks like um and be there for you um and you know that's not the only thing that the American Red Cross does as far as disaster and emergency services, I think that's probably what we're most known for is when there is a large event. But, you know, we also serve the military, the service to armed forces. Um, we anytime that there is a service member, say, say you join the military and most military members who are in the military know this. But when you join the military and you are signing all of your documents to enlist um, you also fill out a form that goes straight to the american red cross and so let's say that a military service member is serving overseas they're on deployment they have uh, a family back home and there is some type of emergency um, be it a death god forbid in your family or you know even just an announcement of say you know you had a child or or what have you that family member doesn't contact the military they contact the american red cross and what we no do kidding. yes we and we contact command so we know where all the service members are located we contact their command um, and we get word to that service member um, of, of not only the emergency or situation but we also have four military personnel financial assistance that if they were deployed and there was a death or a major emergency that they needed to get back home and they could not get themselves back home, we would get them home. And like so literally buy that. them a ticket or absolutely you know. we get them home. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Absolutely. The Red Cross. What, what other stuff do you do that? Because so, when I think yeah. of the Red Cross, I just think of cots and and cups of milk. You know, or exactly. Cup of coffee, you know? Exactly. It's so much bigger than that. So the other service to armed forces programs that we have, we serve veterans. We provide uh, resiliency programs. We have a great hero care network where we really serve active duty military, their family, their spouses, as well as veterans. Um, we really um, work with um, local veteran homes. We work with Camp B. We provide uh, mental health first aid and and again resiliency programs. We also, if there is a veteran in need, um, we have uh, various financial assistance for veterans that we um, can help with. Do you see any difference in that generationally speaking? You know, you've got uh, the boomers, uh, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z now that are all, uh, I didn't really know we could have that many at one time, but we do. Um, and obviously, as a Gen X, I see some differences in behavior with the millennials and the Gen Zs as far as just, uh, it's not a shot at that generation. Just it, it's, it's, it's a difference. They actually, you know, grew up with electronics, electronic supercomputers in their hands from the age of, you know, 10. So it's a little different. Do you find that when disaster happens that all of a sudden there is no difference between the generations, that it's just people? I do. I think people generally during disaster panic. Um, and so, you know, 
we at the American Red Cross really encourage preparedness. We can't say that enough. You know, I've been with the Red Cross almost two years, so I'm relatively new to the organization. And I will tell you, I've learned so much in my time with them. And I've been in nonprofit for, oh gosh, almost 30 years. And I never knew that you can never be prepared enough. But I do find that during disaster or crisis, everybody tends to react or be the same. Um, I will say that, you know, on a different note, talking about different generations, um, volunteerism is not as prevalent in your younger generations as it is instilled in your in your older generations um, most of our volunteers are older um, we are really trying to work on that um, to encourage younger that is different than it was 30 years ago wasn't it because yes. i think because the, the older peace corps red exactly. cross stuff like that right mm. volunteerism you know has really um it's it's changed over the years unfortunately um and i think you know i you know i couldn't put my finger on exactly why um but i, I think also it's because think we're more self-important now we are self-important but we have not really the younger generation really hasn't experienced true crisis like your older generation mm -hmm. you know uh vietnam world war ii i mean i'm thinking of the big events in our nation's history that really promoted um, volunteerism and the need for everyone to come together. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Um, it truly does. And we have wonderful, great volunteers. It's just they tend to be older. And if you were to talk to probably most of the nonprofits in this area or across the nation, they're going to say the same thing. And so one of the things that the American Red Cross uh, really strives to do is to encourage the younger generation to get involved. We have something called Red Cross Clubs that are in high schools and colleges that really promote uh, volunteerism, philanthropy, and giving back to the community. Legacy High School here in Tyler just started a uh, Red Cross Club this year, and then we're on year two at Longview High School with that Red Cross Club. How popular the, is that? It's it's actually pretty popular um, for in Longview because we're on year two. We probably have about thirty members. They come out and help us with disaster. They help us with blood drives. Uh, they promote um, awareness and preparedness within their high schools and within the school district. Um, there's so many opportunities too for these young adults, particularly with the American Red Cross, because it does go on into the colleges. Um, they also have an opportunity to interact with not only people from other states, but people from across the, the world, really, because Red Cross, um, we have the American Red Cross here, but most of your thrive, you know, your nation's across the pond or around the world there are red cross like organizations like the NATO correct okay um so do you think ever that the like say when you're a senior in high school or uh, a freshman in uh sophomore in college be kind of cool if they put volunteerism in the curriculum and gave them like college credit for right. volunteering absolutely and you know we do have college students here locally that reach out to us for internships it's more you know individualized um you know they reach out to us but absolutely i you know i would highly encourage 
curriculum around volunteerism. Um, you know, I've been a volunteer, not only working in nonprofit, but I, I have very much instilled in myself and even my own children the need for volunteerism. You know, help help wherever you can, give back. Um, and I do think that we, particularly here in East Texas, we do good about that, it, you know, as a general rule. But I think a lot of times, you know, we get so busy in our daily lives, it's it's more of a volunteerism of, you know, just going for a couple of hours here or there a couple of times a year. Um, what we do at the American Red Cross, and, and we have opportunities like that, but what we see volunteerism is really immersing yourself um, in the organization and the mission and really get entrenched and involved. Um, the things that we do, you know, disaster um, is really intense, but it can be so rewarding. Um, and and a lot of the a lot of the volunteer opportunities we have, you can do it from home. It can be virtual. A lot of our casework um, is done hmm. over the phone or or computer. Um, you know, of course, there are other volunteer jobs where we are literally going on scene um, and and meeting with these um, individuals that have just experienced you know a disaster. But um, that's one of the cool things about us is we have, we're have we so large and we have so many different programs. You really can plug in anywhere you want. Um, you know, you can be a blood ambassador and help with our blood drives. I mean, we've got a blood drive coming up um, November 17th at our chapter. Um, got to put a plug out for that because, you know, talking about uh, blood donation, um, the American Red Cross uh, supplies 40% of the nation's blood. So we're the largest supplier of blood in the nation. And it is always a struggle. Um, supply and demand is very, very tight. Do you keep that in hospital? That's a morbid question, but I just wondered do where, where, where do where we do you keep, keep the, the stock blood? Of blood? Yeah. <laughs> so there, there are... <laughs> That's a Lonnie question. I know. That's great. That's a great question. No, no. So we have uh, processing centers, basically blood labs and blood 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 distribution centers, strategically placed throughout the nation. And so when you donate blood um, here in East Texas at one of our blood drives, when we complete that blood drive someone drives typically from dallas and they take all of that blood and they take it to our processing center in dallas where they process and then it goes wherever um you know the thing about um the thing about blood is you know every um every two seconds someone in the united states needs blood whether it be they have cancer leukemia they have a tragic car accident um, by donating one time, one pint of blood, you can save up to three lives. Um, and, you know, blood is not something that you can purchase. You know, it has to be donated. Um, you know, it's not like platelets where you can sell your platelets and get money. Blood truly has to be a gift. And so it really is a gift of life. Uh, one really cool thing that the American Red Cross has, um, they have a great uh, blood donor app. And so when you come in and you donate blood, you can download this app. Not only are you, if you don't know your blood type, you're gonna find out what your blood type is, which is great. It's gonna be stored in your app, but you can see where your blood goes and how many lives it saves. So once you donate really? that blood and it's processed and it's put out into the United States, it's put out there, 
you can find out like this blood went to Houston, Texas. For a car accident. Correct, something. correct. Yeah. It's it's amazing, and so you can see uh, see that whole process. Um, you know. Well, let's tell again that blood drive is November seventeenth. Yes, from eleven to four, and that is at our chapter office in Tyler, three twenty East Rock Road. Um, if you want to sign up to donate blood, you just go to redcrossblood.org and sign yourself up to donate. And we have a great time at our blood drives. A lot of fun. In your two years with the Red Cross, uh, what's the most beautiful moment you've shared with somebody? Oh, there's been a lot, but I have to tell you, and this is a little sentimental, when my first day, and this is about a volunteer, uh, my first day with American Red Cross, I walked in and I met a wonderful gentleman by the name of Jesse McClendon, who unfortunately is no longer with us, but he was a huge volunteer with the American Red Cross and a huge advocate. He was probably one of a handful of people that was instrumental in starting our sickle cell initiative here in Tyler, which is actually now known nationwide for its success. And he welcomed me with open arms, and he dedicated his life to serving others and helping the American Red Cross up until the day that he passed. And that's probably the most moving um, thing that I experience is, is just the true heart of a volunteer, honestly. Well, we were going to segue into this at one point. Sure. And I guess this is a great point to do this. Um, this morning was the first time that I've met Karen. Uh, Karen was John's last interview before he passed. Uh, the Red, American Red Cross was very dear to John. I know this for a fact because I've, I saw the checks he's written to Red Cross. And I know that he would always hit us up for the Boys and Girls Club, the Red Cross, and Boy Scouts. Every year, we'd go through the office with his little piece of paper. Lonnie, what do I got for you? What, what do you have for me this year? you going to donate to today. That's right. <laughs> and talk about what what a what a difference um, a, a man like John Sims, a single man living in a place in East Texas, but what a difference he made for the Red Cross. You know, John was one of those, he was very humble. Um, you, if, if you just knew him, you know, just in, in general terms, um, he really dedicated his life to serving. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was very, um, it's, it's hard to know that I was his last interview. Um, before before he passed, but also I feel very honored because we were able to talk about our mission that he supported for so many years and others. Um, you know, you just never know. Um, I think people that knew John knew his heart and knew um, how he um, lived his life. But, you know, truly, um, it was just an honor um, to be a part of that and to know him um, and truly just a, a giving, giving man. You know, the, the one percenters is a term used for, I think, bikers or whatever. But I think I always called John a one percenter 
because ninety nine of the people weren't like John, and he was special. And that's what uh, I really wanted to touch on is that personally, he made a huge difference here in East Texas in the American Red Cross. He here, did. Didn't he? He did. Um, he was always good to have us come in and talk about our mission. Um, he personally supported our mission. Um, you know, even before that last interview, he called me on several occasions just to ask me what was going on, um, you know, what the needs were. Um, you know, so not only he could provide assistance, but he could also share with others. Um, and I know that, that the American Red Cross wasn't the only organization that he did that for. I mean, he did it for numerous, numerous people. I mean, he literally gave his whole existence, his, his existence um, to helping others. And I don't know that a lot. I mean, I think the people that knew him or were close to him. But I think people in our community truly need to know um, who he was. Now, I know. Well, I think they, they do. They, they do. It was a testament at his memorial, just the, mm -hmm. the diversity and, and how many people's lives that he truly touched. And, of course, uh, the uh, judge's court honored him. Absolutely. Uh, with a John Sims Day. We have a John Sims Day. Which is amazing. And merited. Yes. You know, because uh, I've been around a while now. There's only been one John Sims I've met, mm -hmm. and I've met in media. You meet a lot of people, and uh, sadly, few stand out like like John did. But I just uh, when I found out uh, that you were today, when I found out that you were his last interview, I think we both got a little choked up. I know that was so hard. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of emotions in that week following, uh, just to know that that I was his last one and I will always um that'll always be special to me um that that I was his last interview he cared about every one of you mm -hmm. and it was obvious not because he said he did mm -hmm. because you felt he did 100 percent. and that's uh that's just a strong testament and uh as uh the, it would be safe to say that the two of us are not in Gen Z right that's right okay <laughs> so you Gen Z kids listen up because uh, John uh, was a real volunteer, someone who the world was bigger than him to him. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I always use this term, time, talent, or treasure. Everybody has something to give. Um, and I just encourage. He had all three. Yeah, all three. Yeah. He did. He had all three. Um, and if everybody, if every single person would at least do one of those, what a difference, even more of an impact we would make um, in our community. And like I said, East Texas is great about that. But, um, you know, I just, for those of you listening, you know, volunteer your time, donate to an organization, get involved um, and help, help those in need. And again, uh, the uh, web address, the URL for help, for donations, for everything? Everything is redcross.org. Oh, <laughs> that's easy. Super easy. And, and let's, uh, once again, uh, Blood Drive, November 17th. Yep. At it's it's at the, the, the office here in Tyler at 320 East Rock Road. The blood drive is from 11 to 4. You go to redcrossblood.org uh, to sign up to donate blood. If you want to be a volunteer, go to redcross.org. And if you would like to donate or support the American Red Cross, you can call our local office or stop by anytime. Do you set yearly goals for dollars and blood and everything? We do. Now, the blood donation ebbs and flows depending on um, demand. 
Um, but typically when we host a blood drive, we would like to collect between 30 and 40 units. That's our goal. And so that's 30 that's, to 40 volunteers coming that's one it? day. That's it. But you would be surprised how hard that is. Only 3% of American citizens donate blood. 3%. That's it. That's hard to believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've donated blood I don't know, mm-hmm. a, a dozen times maybe in right. my lifetime. Like uh, they usually have one. You guys do one at Marvin, mm-hmm. right? Marvin Methodist. Yeah, we do don't a, you have a lot. We, we do a lot at the churches, churches, and we do a lot at the colleges, um, and we do what we do them at the at their their chapter offices. Um, but yeah, thirty to forty units of blood drive is is what we strive for. If we get forty, we're just super excited. Um, as far as monetary donations, you know, here locally, we pump out close to four hundred thousand dollars a year just in direct financial assistance. So that is the money in hands, two hours or less, to families who lose their home, and the amount varies depending on household size and things like that. That is, that's just that amount. And so we want, of course, our local community to support just that. Um, but then there's also other things. When we get into replacing medication, uh, dentures, things like that, that's additional. Well, uh, right now I'm challenging the KTBB listeners to this program on November 17th. Let's get at least 50 KTBB listeners out there. We've got thousands in the area. Uh, and the younger you are, the better, right? Uh, it, it, the age matter. does not matter. You just, you know, we do a little pre-health screening before, um, and um, you know, to make sure that you're good to go on on donating. It's a super super simple process. You're there 30 to 45 minutes. We always have snacks. We always have music or a good movie on, and um, usually myself and a couple of board members are there to entertain you while you donate blood. Karen, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. You're very welcome. Again, my guest has been Karen Holt with American Red Cross. That's been this week's In Focus. We'll see you next week. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the Team Sports Radio. And we thank you for listening. Join us again next week.